Today's episode is being sponsored by Jurizen Education Consulting, China. Jurizen is committed to providing professional consulting services to support school curriculum development, online education, as well as teacher training and development. Jurizen promotes international exchanges, competition and conference organization, AI and VR lab design, modification and construction, as well as supporting metaverse conference operations. The goal is to inspire China's teachers and students, improve the quality of tourism and hospitality talents, and enhance education to meet the growing needs of the industry. Contact Joy Dong, the founder of Jurizen Education Consulting, at joy.dong at jurizen.cn. Good morning, Jordan, and welcome to Fifty Shades of Hospitality. Can you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me on the show, and、uh, I love the name of the show. By the way, Fifty Shades of Hospitality—that's great. Very happy to、uh, to be here this morning.、Uh, my name is Jordan Kessel, and I am currently managing the Swiss Hotel Management Professional Association, which is based in Lucerne, Switzerland. And we represent the entire employee side of the Swiss hospitality industry, whilst also working very closely together with the employers' associations to create a better working environment in the industry for present and future generations. And、uh, outside of that, I am an avid traveller, a big foodie, and of course, a lover of anything and everything to do with hotels. I originally studied tourism management, followed by degrees in economics and digital business administration. Yeah, over the past ten plus years, I've had the opportunity to work on countless educational programs, projects, and initiatives to support the hospitality industry.、Uh, by doing that, I'm also a member on a number of boards dedicated to improving hospitality professional training and、uh, further education programs in Switzerland. As well, excellent. So, my first question is: Can you explain the main challenges that are facing the hospitality industry in Switzerland, and how the hotel and gastro union is working to address them? Yeah, so、uh, I'm sure this is not going to、uh, come as a surprise to you, but we are currently facing a number of major challenges, and、uh, the biggest of them all being the shortage in skilled workers. In our industry, which is not necessarily just a a Swiss issue,、uh, it's a, it's a global issue, global hospitality in,、uh, issue that we've that we've seen worldwide, and I think it's important to note here that these professionals, that these skilled workers, that they're vital to ensure a smooth running hospitality industry, and、um, that aspect, you know, that challenge in combination with numerous other challenges,、uh, such as The very high running costs of of our businesses, and also not enough willingness、mm-hmm. or maybe understanding、uh, from from consumers that our our services are in fact being sold far too cheap.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, yeah, what's going to happen is businesses are going to have to significantly raise their prices,、mm-hmm. and consumers, on the other hand, are going to have to be prepared to pay a higher price. 
for services in the hospitality industry in order to rebalance uh, to rebalance everything. We need that that rebalancing to happen so we can increase the overall attractiveness uh, of the industry for the present, especially, and also for the future. Yeah, get away from discount travel and uh, where it's actually the workers who are suffering because uh, they can't run a hotel uh, with wages that are so low. People won't be attracted to those kinds of jobs. Exactly. And and, and basically having having discounted um discounted packages, discounted rooms, discounted, um, discounted meals, whatever, whatever, whatever side of the industry you look at, um, we, we find discounts everywhere, which is important, but, um, you know, it's an important marketing tactic, I say, but don't just focus on the discounts, but also focus on your, on your running costs so we can, uh, so we can rebalance everything out again. Yeah. And I think the problem today is that a lot of people are looking for the cheapest, kinds of travel they can find the cheapest hotels and yet they want they're still expecting uh, quality and of course something's not quite right there they they can't have really really cheap services and expect uh, excellent uh, excellent service it just doesn't go hand in hand exactly so we really really need that willingness from the consumer side as well it needs to go hand in hand otherwise this this whole rebalancing is never is never going to happen right so, um, how does the hotel and gastro union advocate for fair working conditions and representation of its members in the Swiss hospitality industry? So, this is a very, very important point. Um, so, yeah, we we're the main social partner protecting employees' rights in the Swiss hospitality industry, mm-hmm. and we do this by negotiating collective working law agreements together with the employers' association. So, we. Uh, we lobby for favorable regulations in the industry. Uh, we also provide legal assistance to our members uh, in, in disputes with their employers. And uh, most importantly, we also provide training and education programs for our members uh, to help them improve their job skills and, uh, and advance in their careers. And ultimately, for them to be able to help themselves. You know, someone, an employee, an employee with a vision with with self confidence, at the end of the day, they can they're able to help themselves, and they know their market value, that they know their their worth, and um, that leads to uh, to happy employees, basically. So it's a good environment right now for um, well trained employees. They can sometimes uh, find better jobs, better wages, better uh, hours. Uh, they're in a better position today because there's a lack of uh, qualified staff. Uh, they they definitely are, but. Um, I wouldn't say that we are happy about the current situa- situation because what that means is, you know, we're, we're dealing with, with uh, a small number of, a lot less staff to combat the same amount of work as we had uh, before. So, um, yeah, the, the, the good staff members that are, that are with us or that are, that are part of the industry right now, they're doing more than they should, right? And that's actually just why we've launched a, uh, a huge campaign, which is called uh, in German, it's called uh, Gemeinsam gegen Personalmangel, uh, which is roughly translated to uh, working together to combat staff shortages. And what we're doing is we're trying to uh, gather as many signatures as possible in order to hopefully persuade the largest employer organization, Gastro Suisse, to uh, resume negotiations for a new collective labor agreement with us, which has unfortunately been blocked since 2019. Yeah, we currently have over 8,000 people backing 
this petition and we are still looking for many, many more. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we'll get the word out. So can you discuss the role of education and training in the hospitality industry and the initiatives the hotel and gastro union is implementing to support the development of hospitality professionals? Yes, so this is uh, a big one, like I said before, and this is also one that's, uh, that's very close to, to my heart. Now, education and training are crucial for the development of hospitality professionals as individuals and also for the industry. So this, this helps to ensure that the workers uh, have the skills and the knowledge they need in order to succeed in our industry, right? What we're doing, what we've, what we've been doing for, for many, many years, and one of the major initiatives was actually launched back in 2010 when hospitality employees in Switzerland received access to entirely free further education and training thanks to our national education campaign. That basically enabled everyone, all employees working in the industry to, to sign up for further education programs and uh, have all of this uh, subsidized and, and paid for so they didn't actually have to worry about paying for their own education. Plus, another huge benefit was the employers. They also received compensation uh, due to the fact that, uh, that, their, that their staff are away uh, pursuing, pursuing further education programs. That's an excellent initiative. And have you seen any differences between the French and the German parts of Switzerland for... Um, these kinds of educational programs or initiatives or problems with staff or training? Uh, or do you see that it's basically the same thing in the different parts of Switzerland? Yeah, I, I would say um, I'd say the, the, the shortage of staff is, uh, I wouldn't break that down to, to a Swiss level. It, it could be broken down to maybe um, city and, and country, if you like, or city and alpine regions in, from a Swiss perspective. So the, the, yeah, the cities are having trouble, whereas, uh, whereas the mountain regions are flourishing um, in, terms of, in, terms of, uh, in terms of customers as well. And that's, that's basically due to the pandemic. That's, that's one point. But then from an, from an educational perspective, uh, yeah, there are there are definitely differences between the the uh, the linguistic regions of the of the country. Maybe it's due to the fact that these programs are not as well known in in the French speaking part. But we yeah we have a lot less people taking part or part, yeah partaking in in these education these free education programs in the in the French speaking part of the country than we do in uh, in the German side and. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's a national program, so it's yeah the same the same benefits for everyone throughout the country. Which and it's a shame that it's not um, that it's not being used equally throughout all all regions. And do you have any idea why that might be the case? Is it just maybe not advertised as much or marketed here or in the French part of Switzerland? I think it's um, it could be it could be a cultural thing as well which we have in switzerland these these cultural and regional uh, -huh. uh issues right oh yes um which which we won't go into detail uh -huh. <laughs> today i think that's uh, that doesn't that doesn't no. not, doesn't have anything to do with the hospitality industry uh we're the most open people i'd say but um yeah in terms of in terms of education it's, it's not known enough and i think the willingness from the employers to support this is maybe not known enough, or maybe certain employees don't see the benefit that they get from sending their staff to a further education course. And um, yeah, the, the impact that that will have, the positive impact that it will have on their business when they return, start bringing in their own ideas 
and um, maybe even changing things for for the better. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now, another question. Can you talk about the importance of professional human resources management and or balancing work and personal life in the hospitality industry and the steps that the hotel and gastro union is taking to promote this within the industry? Yeah, so this is uh, this is also a, a very big one, right? And um, I don't think I'm going to be able to answer this in, in one sentence. So um, let's let's give it a shot. Human resource management is is huge. So, and I think we've seen a lot of a lot of changes here since the the pandemic, and also in combination with the shortage of staff, right? What we're seeing now is employees really uh, standing up for their rights, not willing to work those super long hours, um, day after day, without having days off, without having maybe a weekend or a Saturday or Sunday off here and there. And so, yeah, there's this traditional human resource management that we've, that we've seen in the industry is becoming very, very outdated, very fast. That's the situation that we're, that we're in right now. And yeah, together with that, uh, you have the, the younger generation stepping up. That's not just in our industry, that, that's across all industries where, um, let's call them uh, the Gen Z, right? Uh, this, this, new, this new young um, wild generation does what they want, says what they want. If you don't like it, they're going to leave and <laughs> go and do that somewhere else. Yeah, that's not just something we're seeing in our industry, but we also have to adapt in order to stay attractive for uh, for for these young people coming in, yeah, because they're the they're the ones that are going to be coming in and uh, taking the places of people that are now perhaps leaving all these baby boomers that are at the end of their careers. You've got a lot of new younger people coming in, and you're right; they're not the same. Uh, they don't have the same values. Exactly, and and it's very important that we yeah that we sort of close this this generational gap, right? I'm I'm always I'm sick of I'm sick of hearing it because it's all just excuses, right? We need to really close close this gap and. Both sides can really uh, benefit from from one another. I think so. Steps that that we so concrete steps that we're taking towards that is uh, we've actually this year we're going to start an uh, HR employer branding camp, uh, which is going to be held for the first time on March twenty uh, first and twenty second at um, Hotel Witznau at Hof in in Witznau on Lake Lucerne, and there we're basically going to gather. Uh, all the HR professionals from from the industry, and have two day sessions where we talk about yeah employer branding, and and human resource management in in our industry and what needs to happen over the course of the next few uh, few months weeks years to to stay attractive. Okay, thanks, Jordan. Now let's talk about interpersonal and soft skills. Are young people getting the training they need in this area? And do you think we can make improvements? And if so, how? Yeah. Now this this is a this is a very important topic as well, which um, which goes hand in hand with with employer branding, and uh, and human resource management, right? So um, yeah, are young people getting the training they need? Oh, apprenticeships are some of the best in the world. So our our, our vocational training, our Swiss vocational. Uh, training that we have is is world class, right? We start the young people off in a in a very good way. We put them on a very good path towards success, which then is followed by by further education programs, which are also, as you know, 
um, some of the best uh, in the world. We have some of the best hotel management schools uh, on the planet, as well as uh, some of the, the best further education programs that there are in the industry. Now, the, the thing that's happening uh, in education especially is just the, the huge development um, in terms of uh, technology and how that's being used in, in the classroom. And I, I think that, um, yeah, because, because this younger generation's grown up with, with these, these gadgets and, you know, things that we might uh, think are fancy and, and cool and out of this world, uh, to them it's normal. They've grown up with it. So, yeah, education, the whole education system actually has to, has to adapt to this and think about how we can, yeah, how we can, how we can incorporate that into our education programs um, because they're being used anyway, you know, um, documenting things with your phone, scanning things with your phone, sending messages, that's all, that is all, that's basic, right? I'm talking about next level things like, such as uh, artificial intelligence. Um, how can we use these, these new technologies to improve our education and to improve the industry. Right. And what can the hospitality industry do to attract and recruit young people today, in your opinion? I think we, we really need to embrace this change and embrace this new spirit that's out there. We're in a very traditional industry, which all absolutely has its place. It's very important. We, we must never forget uh, our roots and, and where we've come from. But it's also important to acknowledge that the future does not lie there, but the future is um, is somewhere else. And we really need to yeah to embrace that change, to focus on modern 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 systems, modern uh, modern modern ways of of thinking about our industry and and our businesses in order to attract and recruit young people. Because as a, a young person doesn't want to work. In the majority of cases, I'm sure there are always there are always outliers, but um, yeah, wants to be part of a, a modern new system or industry, and not something that's maybe seen as uh, as old fashioned or outdated even. Yeah. Yeah, and can you explain the efforts the Hotel and Gastro Union is making to promote a culture of leadership, respect? And a positive work environment within the industry. It all it all um, comes down to training and education. Like I said before, that's that's our our main goal and our main focus is to get as many people properly trained uh, as possible. That is going to yeah to promote a a, a sense of a sense of um, self confidence and 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 also promote this culture of leadership, respect, and and really work towards these positive uh, work environments if the training that training aspect is not there or the education aspect is not there then we often see people that are not motivated not willing to work on themselves and their teams and 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 the entire um, environment which just leads to yeah to this downward spiral in the entire industry right that's why we really need to motivate people to sign up and really take part in, in further further education and not just themselves, but also the employers as well. As I said before, they really need to see this, this added value that education brings. Absolutely. And I agree with you that the employers really need to be the ones that are uh, on the front line, uh, getting their employees to 
to come and to take part in these educational systems. I think we need to ask the employers to be more uh, proactive in getting their employees uh, this further education that they often need. Can you just maybe tell us a little bit about the uh, competitions? Just take a couple of minutes to explain about Swiss skills, competitions, EuroSkills, WorldSkills. We probably would like to maybe come back another time for a podcast to talk a little bit more about that. But if you could just give us a short little summary of exactly what those competitions are and how they tie into this, uh, uh, you know, education, training, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think we could talk about them for, for quite a, a while, but I'll, I'll try and uh, keep it short. These competitions that we have in, in the industry, um, we've actually seen them for a long time in uh, the kitchen, where there have been these global competitions with the best chefs or the best uh, teams of chefs from around the world competing to become the, the best the best uh, team in the world. That has slowly gone further and further. And uh, finally, it's come to, uh, it started in, in our profession, in our, in our um, part, hotel reception, uh, where we thankfully found an amazing coach and an amazing first candidate where we could uh, partake in the world skills competitions um, and thereafter in the, the, the local Swiss skills competitions to find the best res- receptionist in, in Switzerland. And uh, all of these competitions are, are connected and there's a huge network of people, almost, uh, I'd call it one big family, actually, a big family spirit behind it. The main goal or the main, the main reason of having these competitions is really to showcase our industry, to showcase our profession, to showcase our, our love for the industry and the profession and to attract and, and recruit more young people. You know, to really showcase what we what we can do and um, yeah, and what we stand for. And this gives the really good uh, receptionists or people working in uh, service or in the kitchen. It allows these really talented young people to uh, to be able to show their skills uh, to compete against people around the world. That's a very exciting thing for young people, I'm sure. Exactly, and that's one of the greatest parts of our industry. Where- we shouldn't really look at it as this as a local industry or local Swiss industry, right? We're, we're talking about this global industry here and this network that you are automatically part of as soon as you start your career. And I think that's one of the things that is could be could be due to the pandemic and the world closing, but I don't want to say that. It could also be just you know um, how how things are progressing with with generations and or how things are changing, but. Um, I think it's still very important to to say, right, that working in hospitality means you have access to the entire world. And how how great is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's one of the one of the best reasons to get into the industry is that eventually you can have a global career. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell young people who are interested in a hospitality career today? What advice would you give them? Okay, so three things. Learn as many languages as you can. Travel as much as you can. Get as much experience as you can in different types of establishments. And don't forget to take care of yourself along the way. Excellent advice. So before we finish, Jordan, would you like to say anything extra to our listeners? Any any last uh, message that you have for them? 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me uh, on the show today. It's been a, it's been an honor, been a pleasure. Yeah, I'm very very much open to uh, to being contacted if anyone has any questions and, and needs advice on how to get started in the industry. Maybe needs uh, needs a contact for for something in the Swiss hospitality industry. Please get in touch. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. Uh huh. Great. You can look on our website. We'll have also this information, all of this information here. And uh, we just want to thank you so much. We would like, of course, to have you back to talk uh, maybe a little bit more about these different competitions because it's something that I think is very, very interesting and something that perhaps a lot of young people don't know about and are interested uh, in participating in. So thank you again so much, Jordan, and uh, we wish you a lovely day. And hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much. See you real soon. Today's episode is being sponsored by Jurizen Education Consulting, China. Jurizen is committed to providing professional consulting services to support school curriculum development, online education, as well as teacher training and development. Jurizen promotes international exchanges, competition and conference organization, AI and VR lab design, modification and construction, as well as supporting metaverse conference operations. The goal is to inspire China's teachers and students, improve the quality of tourism and hospitality talents, and enhance education to meet the growing needs of the industry. Contact Joy Dong, the founder of Jurizen Education Consulting, at joy.dong at jurizen.cn.